Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've uh, dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. Now today our topic is, what's the deal? So let's set the stage here. Greg and I uh, have been friends a very long time, and Greg is preparing, and I think not well, to go on vacation for two weeks. Uh, I think he thought he was going to have a light week, but apparently he is booked front to end. Well, I think the uh, the issue is that people found out or were reminded that I'm off for a few weeks. So I've had a number of coaching clients call and say, hey, can we get in? Can we get in? Can we just have a quick call before you head off? And I said, sure. So uh, it went from light to heavy. Uh, but definitely Friday's blocked off. And so I am, and you know what? I don't know whether it's the whole COVID thing, but I am so excited about vacation. I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, fluid guy. I don't get really excited about stuff necessarily. Well, I do, but you know, vacation isn't necessarily one of those things, but for some reason, I just can't wait. And someone said, you know what? You're going to a different place. You know, we've been in this place for 16 months uh and i'm going to a different place alistair <laughs> it sounds funny but 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 i think it's true and many people that are going camping for like a few days or a cottage for a week the most exciting thing is that it's in a new space that's cool so anyways yeah a little bit of a little bit of a happy rant that's good man that's good no, I, I can tell you're looking forward to it and so uh but let's uh continue on here why I think about that uh, I'm going to be back here working while you're on the beach and doing whatever you're doing but uh, yeah. that's fine Greg yeah so uh, Greg and I have both been managers for a very long time we've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development in every episode we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have often missed the mark we will most often start at the employee's perspective and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and some of the lessons that we've learned from them. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we always have a good discussion. We do. We do. So the topic, what's the deal? You've had a conversation with your boss about your current level and you've experienced all or some of the following. Your manager has spoken to you about moving up to the next level, but you haven't heard anything in months. You are doing the type and quality of work of the next level up. All of your evaluations and comments support moving up, but there is no word about it. You've asked your boss about the process for advancement, but they don't seem to know or have much interest in knowing. Fellow workers seem to get moved up from time to time with no issues, sometimes without the masking. The manager says you're not ready, but can't articulate what needs to be accomplished or what the plan should be. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Oh, boy. Yeah. How does it? I mean, you know, it's it's like um, you really don't feel cared for, number one. Often you end up feeling used because uh, folks add stuff onto you and you're stepping up ahead of time. You know, at a certain, a certain point, you're... Your level of, of excitement, you know, engagement, um, 
all falls apart. And this is often what happens is presenteeism is like a great term that was, I can't remember, it was from a number of years ago, but is when, when people are in their desks, but they're not really there. This is what happens. Because sooner or later, you just give up and you get cynical and you get frustrated because of the lack of clarity and focus. And, you know, better to say no, and here's why, and here's what we need to see. But when you're in this kind of la-la land of, of uh, fluidity and uh, no details, boy, oh boy, uh, it gets things spinny. And, and often what happens is you lose really good people. Uh, and then you think, oh, gee, if I would have just said something. So uh, not a good place. Yeah, and it's just frustrating, right? The lack of candor about what's going on. Uh, managers not really dealing with the issue because they don't care, or maybe the organization doesn't have really good policies around this type of issue. But you're absolutely right. People get frustrated. And I found as a manager, uh, I would sometimes uh, get frustrated because uh, the pathways weren't clear. And then, you know, what would often happen, and it's in every organization I've worked, somebody gets promoted and you go like, when did that happen? How did that happen? Why did that happen? So this can be a really frustrating thing for everybody involved, but especially, you know, you get into some uh, professional types of organizations where you have people that have gone to school for a long time and, you know, they've had to do articling and all those types of things. They want to know specifically what the path is and what they have to hit and what they have to do. And uh, I know, uh, especially millennials that I've dealt with, this is a big thing. What's my next step? How do I get there? And what are the things I need to do to get there? And, and how are you going to help me? And uh, I think those are all great questions. And I think that generation, we have a lot to be thankful for because they're the ones that are a lot more articulate about these types of things than, say, people that were in my generation. Yeah, it's interesting. Often we're learning from them and we're now being more articulate as to what we want and what we need and and asking what we need to demonstrate in order to be there, where maybe before we would have just been, quote, good soldiers and did the work and uh, and then just quietly get frustrated and demotivated versus just let me know. You hit that right on the right on the, the nail right on the head there. That's exactly what happens. People just sit there and get pissed off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's get down to some common sense. What are some simple things to make? What's the deal? A better experience because that is what we want. Nobody wants to harbor resentment towards their boss. We want to do the thing we do, get along, and be part of a good thing. So number one, if we think as the boss someone needs to be moved up, we need to be committed to it and figure out how to make it happen. Be as open and transparent as possible. Yeah, that's part of your role, right? As a leader, it's about creating the environment where good people have a chance to grow and impact at a broader, uh, in a broader way. And, uh, but you got, you got to take ownership for your people. And if you see someone, that's part of your role is to take that leadership in helping to make it happen or helping to find out what the process is to, to kind of share that pathway that you talked about. And if it can't happen for whatever reason, then say so. Sometimes there are just other things to reward the employees with, and maybe you have to go into that uh, magic trunk and do that. Yeah, you know what? I've said this on other podcasts before that there's three, there's only three answers as a manager that you need to give. 
One is yes, two is no, and here's why, and three is not now, but here's what we need to do uh, in order to get there. Three answers. The worst scenario is actually the fourth answer, which is a no answer. And uh, often we fall into the no answer because maybe we're afraid to have the conversation with someone. Maybe we don't have all the facts. Maybe we're afraid to ask our boss about the pathway for our people. All these things kind of churn in, but no answer is not an answer. That's actually the episode, right? I mean, right there, that, that is the episode. Yeah, no, and actually, no, I just said no answer is not an answer, but it is an answer. Uh, and it's the worst one. And if the employee needs to work on some things, then spell it out. And if necessary, create a plan to assist them. Yeah, we've said often that um, there are three things that people want um, and to, to be retained in the organization. And there's a big talent war out there now, and it's just going to get worse. But people want to be known. People want to be valued. And people want clarity uh, around where the organization is going, where I go, and how do I fit. So uh, known, valued, and, uh, and, and provide clarity. Clarity is such a big one. Um, and clarity could be, as in this case, is what's my pathway? What do I need to demonstrate? Uh, what experience do I need to have? What education don't I have that, that I now have a choice to do it? And you know what? By providing that picture to the person and then handing it over to them releases you of the worry about me having to do everything as a manager. The only thing I, I then have to do is be able to find ways to support the people if they choose to take the pathway to go and do it. And we need to manage people's expectations. There are situations where somebody has an expectation and they're not ready or they don't have the educational requirements. Maybe they don't have the experience. And as a manager, part of our job sometimes is to manage those expectations or perhaps, you know, it's flat, you know, the, the organization is very flat in terms of its hierarchy or its budget or whatever it is. We really need to manage people's expectations. Oh, I, I, I think this is so important. I was coaching someone a, a few months ago and they were talking about having to replace someone who reports them. And there were two or three people who were interested in that role and some that weren't really ready. So what we did was we said, okay, well, update the job description expectations and then have a conversation with each of them about that you're going to be posting the role and that you want to walk through the expectations with them. And what was beautiful about that is each of them got a real clear understanding of what the expectations were. And in this situation, and in most situations I've had, they end up self-selecting out to say, oh, you know what? I don't have everything for that. Uh, however, I want to move towards that. So you end up getting three people that are energized, one of which may is qualified for the role, but the other two aren't qualified, but they actually see the gaps and you're allowed to kind of come alongside and support them in filling the gaps. So it's win, 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 but it's about laying it out and allowing them to see a beautiful, uh, simple approach to helping uh, manage expectations. And the next point I think you've touched on already, but I, I think uh, uh, it's important to underline it by not talking about stuff that creates anxiety and, you know, people become bitter and not do the job as good as they can. 
Yeah, yeah. And anxiety is a big thing right now. I was on a call this morning at seven o'clock and the topic was anxiety and how much it is impacting our mental state, our emotional state, even our physical state and uh, unknown answers, no answers create anxiety because you know what? We make stuff up then and uh, that distracts us. Know what your policies on this type of thing are. If there isn't a policy, then you need to develop one. Get some employee feedback during this process and maybe throw together a couple uh, focus groups or get a committee together to work on it. And make sure that uh, different levels of the organization, different job types are represented on that committee so everybody feels that they have a voice. Yeah, and please, please keep it simple and clean. Uh, I know I spent a lot of years in HR and boy, sometimes we complicate things uh, and it's not that complicated, right? So keep it simple and clean. And if you can have people's voice in the process, as you said, it, that's, that's super. I really like that, Greg. And we did another episode about, uh, I think it's called what's with the job description as well. And we, we talked about making things too complicated and, uh, um, you know, maybe uh, being a little bit more simple and direct to the point is, is probably the way to go. But, uh, um, you know, there, there's got to be a balance in this as, as well, right? You, you need to have the qualifications down there and maybe a little bit of a wish list. But at the same time, uh, the simpler, the better so that can good conversations can take place and people can you know kind of go down a voyage of discovery to figure out if that's really what they want to do. Yeah, I agree 100%. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist. Be clear about what you want. Yeah, and a manager can really begin to help that uh, journey. You know, you know, on almost all of our podcasts, we talk about the importance of knowing your people. And, uh, um, but it also behooves us uh, as individuals to know ourselves and what do we want and where do we want to go. And uh it, there's nothing to stop you from beginning the conversation. And I think more and more, we talked about the generations, more and more the younger generations are, are clear about what they want and, and, and less afraid to ask the question. I really like this one. Uh, I don't know how many times as a manager I've sat there and uh, you know, maybe it's a, re, uh, a review performance evaluation, or it's one of those kind of career talk things. And uh, you know, it's like 30 minutes long and you're like, at you know 20, the 27 minute mark and it's like i still have no idea what this person wants so like what do you want like what do you want like what's in the, your future for you and uh, i think you know going in to see your manager uh this is something you need to figure out and and at least have a general idea and 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 talk about it and talk about it earlier on in the conversation so that you have the time to have just a really good conversation about it because as a manager i I would like to know what you you know short-term medium-term long-term goals because it's my job to help you get there and it's my job to retain you and keep you happy and keep the business going and and think about well you know if in seven years you get promoted uh, you might be taking my job. It's just a great conversation. And I appreciate it when people come in and they're just straightforward with me, whether it's realistic or not. Well, that's what the conversation's for. Yeah. And you know what? I love when people do their own research. I agree hundred percent. You know, I, we have a number of tools that, that I use in coaching, sometimes in career path, uh, discussion, that type of thing, where you allow people to do that inner work of, you know, what do they love? What are they good at? Um, 
what what roles or other areas are they interested in? Um, go talk to people who are in those roles and to kind of begin to flesh out what uh, uh, what you're good at and what you love. If you can combine those two things, that's a beautiful pathway. And then say, okay, here's what it is. You might not even be really specific. Uh, you might not be clear yet, but go in with something to say, you know, here's what I know about myself. Here's what I really enjoy doing. Here's where I know I what I bring to an organization. As I begin to look across, here are some here are some promotable areas. Here are some cross-development areas that I think would be great. Um, what do you think? Uh, and what a great discussion that could be. And listen to what your boss is saying. If you have a good relationship with your boss and the two of you can speak freely, then listen what to what they have to say. Often we go in there and it's like, it's a done deal. I'm going to get this. This is exactly what's going to happen. And... Uh, or you go in there and you misinterpret what they say and there isn't a, a full flushing out of the conversation, then you may be walking away, you know, walking in thinking you're going to get something or walk away thinking, oh, it's in the bag, but it isn't. Really, really important to listen to what the boss is saying. And if it isn't as clear as you think it should be, then ask the questions. Because last thing, I, I don't want anybody leaving the office after talking to me thinking that, you know, something's going to happen or... Um, you know, that there's a promise or anything like that. If there isn't, it's just so important to listen. There's been a few people, Greg, that have left my office. I go, they're not listening to me. Like I'm, I'm saying no, not right now. And that you can tell in their face that they're not listening. They have something else going on that, you know, this is their right. They think it's going to happen. And as clearly as I'm saying stuff, they're not listening to me. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because I also think that uh, uh, individuals, which is if you are listening, then as uh, an individual, you can clarify what you heard because sometimes your boss isn't listening as well. So it's interesting as we're talking about it and you're having the conversation and, and you think you've reached a conclusion, <laughs> then and it, it, whether you're the boss or not, even if you're not the boss, say, okay, Alistair, um, that was a great conversation. So I just want to um, uh, reinstate, restate kind of what I think I heard. In order for me to get the next role, here are the three or four things that, that I need to do. And here's the kind of support that you're willing to provide me and that to me. Did I capture that right? Because <laughs> even saying that, the boss might go, oh, did I say that? Or, or uh, And it allows that clarity. So you know, whether you're a manager giving that clarity at the end of your conversation or an employee actually giving that clarification at the end of a conversation, it's rich because then there's that, that it's almost the pause to commitment that happens. And uh, it's often very good to do that because often we do leave, even if we think we're listening, we leave with two different stories. So it's often good to close it out with, okay, what do we hear? Were we in the same meeting? Yeah, exactly. But it also goes the other way too. Like I, I've sat there and, and basically uh, said something and like, they don't believe me, right? Like, no, no, good things are happening here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm honest, like I'm telling you and, or I think you should do this. This is a really good opportunity. This is going to, you know, up your game. You're going to get to work with great people. And it's like people are, so it goes both ways, right? And it's, it's our job as managers to be as clear as possible. But I like your, you know, kind of the review at the end of the thing. And I got to tell you, I was going to save the story till the end, but I'll, I'll just tell it now. Five or six times during my career, 
We've talked about it in the background and other things. I never meant to be a manager or supervisor in any organization I worked. I just like to do what I like to do. And if sometimes I got promoted and got to do more of it and you know have more responsibilities, I guess that's okay. But I was a reluctant supervisor or manager. It's not, I didn't wake up at 13 and say, oh, I want to be a manager. That's far from the truth. I was more interested in playing hockey. But um, like five or six times in my career, somebody's come up and, you know, kind of tapped me on the shoulder and go, you should apply for that position. It's like, what are you talking about? You should apply for that position. So uh, it's like, oh, okay. Then you got to get into this thought process. Like, do I want it? Why are they saying that? Do I really want it? Like, is there a job description around for this thing they're advertising for? So I, I kind of came from it from the other side because I really wasn't interested in any of this stuff. But, uh, you know, you have to listen to people like, you know, senior people, bosses. And sometimes it isn't during a review. Um, Greg, most of my best jobs I never applied for, really. I mean, I might have put in a, a, an application, but it's because somebody told me to. But it's really, really important in these discussions that you listen to what people are saying because it could be you're not going to get it or it could be you're getting a bit of a shove, maybe getting pushed out of the nest and told that it's time to go and do something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree 100%. Which falls in with the next point. You need to be as self-aware as possible. Going in there thinking you're going to be president of the company in two years may not be realistic. And maybe there's, you have some things you need to work on, or maybe they're providing you with an opportunity that you didn't expect, that you didn't really want, but you need to be self-aware and, and really listen to what's going on. Yeah, yeah. We say in almost every podcast, the, the power of being curious. And, you know, when your boss has a different opinion that's different from your imagined or your, your opinion, um, that can be hard. And, and it can be frustrating. You can get angry in the moment. You can get distracted. There's so much power in being able to pause and be curious. Alistair, you, you said that, you, that I could never go into that role. That's surprising to me because we've had conversations in the past. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you, why you believe that? And what brings you to that conclusion? So allow yourself a time to collect the data and to dig deeper versus overreacting. Which slides into our next point. When you're participating in reviews, be as detailed as possible. I get, I'm not an HR person. You are, Greg. Uh, there seems to be a lot of um, most of the systems that I've used in the last 20 years in different organizations. Uh, there's a fair bit of uh, employee input into documents and into the process. And I don't know if that's widespread, Greg, but um, I've always said to people, uh, I found myself mentoring people in other people's teams and other people's units often, and they go, yeah, I got to go in for my self-assessment. Okay, sit down for a minute. Let's, you know, we need to organize you. It's so important for you to write down, you know, that you realize what you've done this, this year. If you go into that conversation, you're not prepared, you're going to miss some of the best things that you've done. It. And they might not be the most spectacular things, but there might be these little building boxes blocks that show that you're ready to go to the next level, whatever that is. So I think as uh, there's a bunch of things, Greg, that I don't take seriously. There's a, but one of the things I do take serious is if I have to fill out a document for a review, I take that really seriously. And I have my notes. I've, uh, I've uh, recorded things, places, and we actually have a, 
uh, a podcast about this where we go into great detail about it. I just can't remember. I think it's called the evaluation. And you need to participate. And the only way you're going to do that is actually do the work and write down everything and realize what you've done so that when you go in there, that informs the conversation you're going to have. And as a manager, I like it when people come in and I'm looking at this document. I go, wow, like, oh, wow, they've done a lot of work. This is really detailed. This this speaks highly of this employee. Just the fact that they created this document and they've, they're showing me everything that they've done. And I really like that, Greg. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. I think in that same podcast, we talked about uh, the power of a me file. And a me file could be a physical thing, uh, although now it's less physical. It used to be where you, any emails, any notes, anything that, that reflected upon delivery against your success, or if you're moving towards a goal, you put it in there. Because we always forget. But then before you, and you can do this now in technology, there's tons of little apps, you can capture those things as well. Uh, and then before you review, you go through and see what are the common themes I'm seeing? What are the big things that I want to remind my boss of the things that I've done over the period of time? And that type of thing? Because, you know, boss has so much, your manager has so many things going on in their head. They're not going to remember everything. And by having that me file, it's an easy reference tool to be able to bring those things forward that will have better help you get that uh, promotion or move into that new direction. And I'm going to tell a story, but I'm going to uh, keep back some of the details. Uh, some managers, senior managers, senior executives have a lot of people reporting to them. And very early on in my police career, I went in for an annual evaluation, which included uh, uh, going up in the training kind of rankings. So there was money involved. And I sat down in front of this guy and I'd never talked to him before. And he was a very senior person. And it was about five minutes into the conversation when I realized he thought I was another member of my family. So the moral of this story is it's good to be detailed and it's good for the manager to read over some of this stuff first. And it's, it's like one of the most hilarious stories I could ever tell you. And, and, and Greg, we'll, we'll have this conversation with all the names and a little bit more color in it later on. But, you know, these are some of the things that we, you don't think about going into one of those meetings, especially if you're thinking about that you want to get promoted or you're on the way or whatever it is. Um, you know, sometimes managers are having a bad day and, and I don't know about you, Greg, but I'm terrible with names and I have a bunch of techniques to remember people's names and down to the point where if I'm meeting a bunch of new people at a physical meeting, I've got their, their business cards arrayed before me corresponding to where they're sitting because I can't remember their names. Right. So right. There, there's uh we could probably do an episode just on, on, on the follies of being a manager and, and maybe that's something we might have to address at some point, but really important to be detailed and uh, to provide these things ahead of time so that uh, everybody can have a good conversation. Well, at least it wasn't a termination. Wouldn't that have been something to, to you know, as you're, as, as, as they're terminating, they'd figure out they're actually terminating your, your brother or, uh, or your cousin. Uh, that's who they're meant to do. So, I <laughs> know oh, that's wrong. I, obviously, I'm going into holiday mode already. Yeah, you're gone all right. I was reclassified. I got the got the raise, the whole bit. It was all good. So uh, the last point is, if work it, uh, is creating a policy around promotions, then volunteer in the effort. So if they're going to have a focus group or a committee, uh, jump in, have a positive effect, have your voice heard. Yeah, be a volunteer, not a victim. You know, you have a chance to express your ideas and thoughts. Do it. 
Make it better. So, wrap up. I think this is funny, folks, because uh, Greg is kind of slipping into holiday mode and we have one more session to record after this. So I'm not sure who's going to show up in the next session. This guy, he's, he's, you can just tell he's ready to go. He's, he's counting down the days. Good for you, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's for sure. That's for sure. Wrap up. So yeah, for me, it is, uh, um, no answer is an answer, uh, is probably the biggest wrap up in this kind of thing. So you know what, in the idea of what's the deal, if there's been a conversation, if someone has expressed a desire to grow and learn and move in the organization, own it, have your piece of it, um, be clear. Part of being a manager is, is uh, helping people on their pathways to growth. That's a big part of your job. Uh, and, and so it doesn't mean you own it, doesn't mean you do everything for them, but really kind of helping them see the pathway, helping them be really crisp and clear of what they need to do, and then supporting them in the journey when they ask you, that's what this is all about. But no answer or avoiding it or, uh, or whatever, that's, that, that's not good. And you'll lose good people if you, if you do that. So I think my final thoughts in this is everybody needs to listen to everybody else. People need to do their homework. And Greg, uh, one of the things we didn't touch on is sometimes people just get promoted and there could be a reason behind it. Maybe they have a special skill. Maybe it's a retention issue. And as an employee, sometimes it doesn't sit well when you see somebody, maybe they've been, they've been there uh, a shorter amount of time. Um, but those things do happen. And uh, I hear a lot of people throw around the term fair and I get that. And I've sat there going, how did that person get you know, promoted? Like they're a good person, all that, but they just kind of got here. And uh, uh, those types of situations happen. And I think uh, at a certain point, you just got to let that go. It happens. There's reasons for it sometimes, maybe not the great best of reasons, but sometimes there are really good reasons why these things happen. So I think, you know, take care of ourselves Make sure we're ready. Make sure we're sure what we want. Uh, I've, you know, I've had conversations with people, and uh, you know, no, I don't want the next level because that means I'll go away from doing this job, and uh, I want to do this job for now. And it's happened a couple times in my career as a manager or a supervisor where the person says, "No, you can't move me there." I, yes, I understand it's like two percent more money or whatever, and more responsibilities, but right now this is what I want to do. And if you make me go over there, I'm not going to be happy. And so having a good conversation around this topic, because it can go a bunch of different ways. Like you and I, Greg, we could sit here for two hours and talk about all the exceptions and the special circumstances and the kind of the outlying stories that can happen in this scenario. And I've got, a, I could probably fill half of that time. But it's so important that we listen and that the people that we're dealing with, the employees, that they think about what they want, what's important to them. Uh, what's their short-term goals, what's their medium-term uh, goals, what's their long-term goals, so we can just have a really good discussion. And I, I can think of one case where we didn't move the person to another position, and you know they were very adamant, and we sat down, we had a really good conversation, and I had to relay that conversation to other people. And in the end, there was an understanding, and we all got it, and everybody left uh, the conversation happy eventually. But you got to have a good conversation. Yeah, and you know what? It, re it reminds me how important a simple clean process is, because you know when there's no process, then no one and it's inconsistently applied. 
then then doubt happens. So I am I'm not a process guy, as you know, but I love frameworks. I love frameworks that says here's how it goes. And and frameworks and conversations, good conversations, take care of a lot of this stuff. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. Uh, we hope that you weren't uh, offended or angry about anything we said, but I think this is another one of those situations, Greg, where your philosophy lands well. Yeah, we end each of our podcasts with a, a great learning from an early coach that I continue to uh, hopefully provide in my coaching sessions that I do. And that's that uh, in the best coaching sessions, I often left with a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn, a little bit of excitement, a little bit of peeveness. Uh, and uh, of course, the joy and excitement is when I've, I've, I've moved something forward and I'm actually doing good things as a manager. And churn and peeve is when in the conversation, something bubbles up that kind of stings. It might be something that I've done wrong or something that I haven't done enough of or something that I need to grow and learn. And that, but the thing is, both are great. Both provide learnings and, and acceleration of growth. So we actually, in each of these sessions, always hope that you may have left with a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn uh, because uh, the key is what you decide to do with it. And hopefully a little bit of a laugh sometimes. Yeah, that's for sure. So folks, remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.